With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. And on today's show, we're, of course, going to cover the cancellation of the Big Ten football season. Uh, we're going to go through and give our thoughts. You know, On, our, on the last episode, uh, we recorded before the final decision had been made, and there was a glimmer of hope that maybe uh, this thing would be changed around when we were recording. Um, there was no final decision made. And then, of course, yesterday the news broke and uh, the, the final plug was pulled on the Big Ten season as well as the Pac-12 season. Uh, so we'll talk about that in its uh, final capacity. And uh, we'll give our thoughts and, and everything like that. And then we're going to uh, – we yesterday, uh, Athletic Director Barry Alvarez and uh, Head Coach Paul Chris both got on uh, Zoom calls to the media. Matt was on there live. I listened back to it uh, this morning. And uh, we, we're going to pipe in some audio from that because I know, you know, there's a lot of questions that people have about not only this college football season, but uh, a potential spring season, uh, eligibility, you know, how it all works. Uh, again, the buzzword unprecedented is here upon us. And uh, rather than Matt and I try and give you the answers um, that we don't have, we uh, we decided that, we, you know, we'll cut up some of the clips um from uh, Coach Alvarez and Coach, Coach Christ and uh, kind of get some answers uh, direct from direct from them that might uh, help people uh, understand the decision that was made. And, uh, of course, it was a, a tough decision, and a lot went into it, and uh, unfortunately was not a decision that I would guess anybody wanted to see, but that's the world we live in, and, and that's what's kind of going on. So we'll kind of break that down. I think there's a lot of important info on, on how we – move forward into this possible spring season, what it means for the athletic department, all things like that. Uh, both uh, Barry and Coach Chris were, were very open, I thought, in the uh, in the interviews. They weren't just giving the cliche, you know, Big Ten answers, which uh, I personally didn't love some of the answers that Kevin Warren gave. It seemed kind of scripted. Barry Alvarez and, and Coach Chris were very much open and honest to the media on, on what they knew, what they didn't know, and what they were uh, trying to get answers for. So, Matt, with that, how are you doing today? I'm doing. It's uh, It was just a hell of a day yesterday. It was just a cluster of just crap going on. And it's just, it was uh, kind of sad to see. I think for me, um, the decision, I get it. I, I get the decision. I think there there's obviously uh, medical guidance that they're leaning on to make this decision. I, I totally get it. I think whether they um, canceled the season or whether they powered through there and, and actually had a season, there was going to be ramifications. There was going to be a downside to it and that there was going to be concerns surrounding it. So they were in a really precarious situation. There really wasn't a, a way that was going to um, necessarily be perfect, um, whether you canceled it or kept it going. But but I just, for me, the big thing was, and I know you kind of touched on it, was just the way that it all went down wasn't wasn't great for the Big Ten. I, I thought I thought the Pac-12 did a lot better job, even, and uh, it isn't necessarily in your best interest to align yourself with the Pac-12, who's been struggling <laughs> in a lot of ways across leadership here recently. Um, and I know that the Big Ten announced first, and that the Pac-12 um, announced thereafter but but it's still because they're so 
um, quickly um, connected, there there is a connection that people are going to instinctually see and, and know. So I thought uh, it was just there's a lot of moving pieces. There's still a lot that needs to be parsed through and figured out at the conference level. But for me, I was kind of underwhelmed uh, a little bit by what Kevin Warren um brought to the table in terms of the announcement, what the Big Ten um, did. I, I like you. I was very um, impressed by both Chris and Alvarez um, talking to the media right away. Alvarez, I mean, that's his bread and butter. The guy can talk his way out of anything. But Coach Chris, is, that's not his forte. It's not something that he wanted to be there for. But at the same time, you can see that he was trying to be as transparent as possible. and. Um, I think for me, I really look at it in terms of the ramifications moving forward and how it looked for the Big Ten, um, which I think is poor. And then I also look at it as just however upset fans and, you know, media folks like us who, you know, try to try, try to make a living off of this and really do what we can and love what we do, it's it's upsetting. But for the players, it's a million times harder because they've worked their tails off to be here to get to this point and to to go through and put in all that work this summer to to stay socially distanced, do everything that um, a bunch of grown folks across our country um, struggle to do. It, it's really um, that's got to be hard, and a lot of players went to Twitter and different social media outlets to to put their feelings out there, and, but, but man, I, I feel for the players more than anything because in the end of the day, they are 18 to 22-year-old kids, really, who just want to be able to go out and play and want to be able to um, get the most out of their college experience, and that's going to be harder to do, and they, depending upon the eligibility things that we'll talk about later, who knows how it'll go down. So what, is, what was your kind of takeaway and your thoughts on everything? Um, I mean, I, I thought it was unfortunate that uh, it came to that, but at the same time, you know, I was under the impression and, and was really just wanting them to make a decision uh, based on the, the opinions that they had and, and the information that they had and roll with it. Now, I don't necessarily, of course, you know, if you're listening to this, you want college football, you want the Badgers to play this fall. Uh, there's no disagreement on that. We all wanted that. We both wanted that. But I knew that there were factors that uh, were probably going to hinder that. So for me, I I didn't love how long this had taken, how all the back and forth, uh, nobody wanting to be first. So uh, for the Big Ten to you know stick their neck out there and, and make a decision, albeit it was a little later um, you know, than probably what it should have been, I think when uh, the discussions popped up. Uh, they they probably should have moved a little faster than than trying to you know pull it, announce that it's canceled and then oh no it's not and uh, part of that is the media maybe running with stories that uh, hadn't fully been confirmed but um, so th- there's a few different ways I look at it I do like that the Big Ten said you know what this is our information this is our decision this is what we're doing might not be something that uh, the listeners or the players or the coaches agree with but this is this is what we think we have to do. Um, so I give them props for that because it definitely is hard because you knew you were going to get some backlash. But at the same time, I, I think it was you know handled handled and, and, and managed uh, a little poorly. Uh, whether it be the the comments about that, I know the Pac-12 said they were going to release some info and some medical data that they've gotten, which kind of helped their decision. I believe when Kevin Warren was asked that, he was going to I think he said, and I don't want to quote him. Uh, but I think he said that you know they'll handle this internally or they'll handle that aspect of it internally. And I think for fans and uh, everyone, people just want answers. Uh, I, I get the decision. I know there was a lot of factors that uh, go into it to ultimately make the decision. Uh, but to keep it all hush hush and and just give everybody the uh, the cliche answers is is uh, pretty disappointing. But at the same time, uh, it's it's a it's a sticky situation, so I get it. But I think the Big Ten Conference definitely could have handled it better. Uh, but now I, it sounds like, at least for most of the programs, you know, they're unified with, with trying to make a, a spring season work. Got to be honest, I'm not really buying the, the spring season all that much either. 
But uh, at the same time, that's the decision that they made, and, and that's what you, you kind of got to roll with. There's no sense in you know, arguing and screaming anymore because uh, at the end of the day, the, the decision's been made by, by the people who have the power to make it. Yeah, I mean, the power brokers were going to make the decision that they wanted and that they thought was in the best interest of uh, student-athletes as, as best that they could. And um, I, don't, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a problem with the, the decision that was made because I really, I, I agree with Tom Pernelli of CBS. He said he had like a sports, uh, a train metaphor that everybody's on the tracks and everybody kind of knows that most likely there's going to be a season or that there's not going to be a season, that it's just – inevitable um, and that a lot of a lot of what's going on across um, the other schools saying hey, we're going to stick it out and continue going is political gamesmanship um, just to try to uh, appease fans and constituents but but really I, I also look at it as what what is the difference from the Big Ten to not con- just back things up a bit to set, I know that last week they announced their schedule. They had so much room for um, maneuverability at the end back on their schedule that there's nothing saying that they couldn't have backed up the schedule till um, September 26th or whatever um, other um, teams are doing uh, or conferences are doing across the country and, and just hope for some new information. That just, to me, I look at it as through the lens of, this is a, the Big Ten is such a huge entity and it's such a million dollar um, industry really that that it's this is something that other conferences are going to use against them. They're, that the conference I just didn't think put forth their best um, production. It, it reminded me of of a of a um, everybody has to do a school project and. And here's your date that you need to do it by. And the Big Ten just raised their hand and was like, we'll go first and didn't have everything, all their ducks in a row and still went ahead and, and stood up there and did their presentation. So I just didn't like that to it because it really didn't look good for the Big Ten. It's one thing if, like like you said, the Pac-12, they put forth their data. They, they talked about it. They put forth um, information. They're pretty transparent about it, that they're all united in it. The Big Ten was was not at that at all, and and there's still things creeping out from coaches across the the Big Ten disagreeing with it, like like you would assume. And I know that that's still that political gamesmanship in a lot of ways, but I, I just look at it as that that it just was a mess. It just wasn't handled perfectly well, and and there's not going to be a perfect answer for all of this, especially when you're dealing with health and and uh, the health concerns surrounding COVID as well as myocarditis, um, which is, you know, a health health uh, heart condition that can that can come about from from this and inflammation of the heart. But but I just for me, I just I didn't get what I wanted out of it. When you think of um, Monday night, there is there's, there's discussions from presidents saying that they thought it started thinking about a spring season like, dude, you waited five months since uh, since COVID hit to, to go ahead and now start making contingency plans? Like, that is absurd. What did you do for those five months? Um, and and that's, those are the types of things where it doesn't, it doesn't really resonate well with me, and I know it doesn't resonate well with players. They went to the Internet to, to voice that. And, and so the decision I'm totally fine with because in the end, I think this is where um, inevitably everyone's going to fall, and I think in, in, inevitably it's probably in the best interest of players um, just because there are so many unknowns. But I just – the way it was unrolled just left a sour taste in my mouth, and it didn't really give a good look to the conference as a whole. And I think that's 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 the tough thing to stomach right now, at least for me. Yeah, no, you make a great point. I, I would really be interested to see, you know, if this happened a year ago, uh, how, how the Big Ten Conference would be doing it under Jim Delaney because you never really seem to see this disconnect between – uh, you know, players and coaches and and higher ups uh, within the conference when he was there. Now that might be an unfair rap on Kevin Warren. Of course, we don't know the details behind the scenes, and and maybe Kevin Warren didn't have that much of a say in it because it is comes down to the university presidents uh, like that. But uh, Jim Delaney in the past has always been a guy that was you know 
he he picked a good time to retire, that's for sure. But it would have been <laughs> yeah. interesting interesting to see how it was handled from that to see if it would be a change. Of course, we never will. Um, but I, I agree with you that at the at the end of the day, whoever's responsible for making ultimately the the final decision that it was it was sloppy. Uh, it wasn't done the way you know. If you're making a decision that big, you want to have everything you know ducks in a row. Everything lined up, data, everything ready to go to back your decision, and and maybe the the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the SEC will will get to this point. I do think they will. I think uh, it's it's hard to be optimistic about any college football for me personally. If they do play, I'll watch. Great, everything like that. It'll really suck if if the Badgers are are one of those teams and one of those conferences that don't play. But uh, at least for me personally, I don't I don't really see that happening. So maybe it'll be a, a moot point. But right now. It just looks like a, a black eye for the Big Ten, and, and maybe it was the right decision and they were the first to do it, but it still was sloppy and, and not pretty and, and not the way you want to go about uh, something like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that ripples and, and plays out. Either way, like you said, there was going to be uh, ramifications from this, but it's going to be uh, interesting to see now that we know what uh, we're kind of doing going forward. Yeah, no, I, I think – I think that's that's really all, all. That was my big thing is that it just the sloppiness, like you mentioned. That, um, and I think you make a good point with with Jim Delaney. Who knows how that looks? I, you look back to Delaney. He, the Big Ten, has been on the forefront of making decisions, whether it's on the networks, whether it be um, the college football playoff. But one thing that Delaney was also very good at was um, the the ability to to go across the line and talk to the SEC um, to make it so that there's a college football playoff, to go and talk to the ACC so that that happens, go to talk to the Pac-12. And so that I think that there was a lot more siloedness here in this decision, and I know that that's really something that's been happening just as a country in general, that this has been going on, um, and it's a microcosm of, of really just what's going on as as our in, in our society, but at the same time, I think that was um, something that also just kind of sucked. Was there wasn't uh, conversations happening beha- between uh, the powers that be to other conferences? When you think of, hey, this is going to affect all of us that are part of this massive en- entity within the NCAA. To not even have thirty-minute zooms every week, like like hop on a thirty-minute Zoom call with a bunch of of people and it's, there's six of them or five of them that you really need to meet between with the power five to, to really talk this through and they couldn't get that going is, is just it doesn't make sense to me and it really just it, it just talks to the lack of leadership that happened across the NCAA and I know Scott Nelson tweeted about that and that went viral about the fact that the where's the NCAA and all this and but but yeah I think it's just the leadership of this all didn't go great and it didn't fit the puzzle well but at the same time I whether that happened or not I do think that this was a decision that was probably going to happen either way so I just would have liked it to be a bit cleaner yeah you want to be a little bit more organized uh for sure and the leadership definitely needed to be better and uh hopefully uh this doesn't set the big 10 or you know the pac 12s back too much Maybe we'll get to the point where everybody's in that same boat, but for right now it's definitely a, a sloppy look for something you don't expect from the Big Ten. So, um, all right, you ready to kind of get into the the press conferences from from yesterday from Coach Christ and Coach Alvarez? Yeah, I think I think those are good in that it, there's a lot of good talking points surrounding what they're saying because really they did try to speak on behalf of what they did know, and I thought they did a good job of that. Most definitely. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're, we're going to pipe in audio from uh, this clip, and we'll, we'll start with the decision's been made. Of course, there's no uh, football here in 2020. Uh, the, the spring season possibilities have now started to uh, be under discussion. So uh, our first clip will be from Coach Chris. He kind of talks about concerns with some spring ball and, and just talks about the players' you know, desire to get better. So we'll go ahead and pipe that in first, and, and then we'll uh, talk about it a little bit further. You know, are we going to play spring ball? You know, I've got some concerns about that. You know, that, you know, to me it's hard to play two seasons in one year. And the truth of it is is that, you know what, we're not playing football in 2020. That's been determined. And then, you know, and I've 
you know, guess some ideas and thoughts, but a lot of the discussions haven't gone there, right? You know, and, and I felt good throughout all this. You know, I was been part of, you know, calls, and uh, Coach Alvarez certainly has been a bunch of them, and he's kept me abreast, and and um, and so, you know, there's still a lot to find out, right? But it's, um, you know, I think our kids need a, a chance to uh, to kind of reset before school starts. And then we'll come back. And but I also I believe in this group, and and I believe in their um, they they have a desire to 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 keep working to to get better. And and um, you know they did it. They did it over quarantine. They did it this summer. It was uncertain times. All right. So in that clip, uh, you you kind of hear from Coach Chris that there's definitely some concerns with the spring ball season. And I know. He, he mentioned his guys have worked really hard to, to get better, and it's definitely disappointing for them. Uh, but going forward with the spring season, and, and you know, I know Coach Chris talked about uh, later on in the, in the conference that he had kind of been experienced you know, working in some spring football leagues. But what did you make of that? And I, I guess it's probably not a, a welcome sign that you're already seeing. You know, of, course, of course, coaches are going to be concerned, but uh, right out of the gate, Spring football is definitely something that sounds like it's got a concern on uh, the front of uh, probably all the coaches in the league's mind. Yeah, I think it's very relevant that it's 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 tough to see and envision uh, a full season happening in the spring that bleeds into another full season in the fall. I don't think that's happening. Paul Chris alluded to it, saying, "Hey, there's just no way." He he thought thought the idea of some preseason type games or exhibition-type games. You could think of them almost like bowls, really. Um, going on would make a lot of sense, but that, you know, three or four games. I know uh, Ryan Day of Ohio State has come out, and he wants an eight-game season. Um, and I know that it's just there's so much up in the air, but I think right now the biggest thing is to try to start putting in a plan because it's pretty evident that there hasn't been a – a set plan from the beginning from the Big Ten. So now's your chance to remedy that and get things going for the spring. But I, but I do. I think it's going to be tough to pull off a, a, a really a robust um, spring option. But I think you, you got to try at this point to try to recoup not only money but um, eligibility, allowing players to, time to see, be on the field. You've got seniors that you, you've got to figure who knows what's going to happen in terms of their eligibility and – they need they need tape. You think of Joe Burrow, he would have he would have never been the first pick in the draft this time uh, last or you know a year ago. So it's it's just one of those things where he went from a fifth rounder to a, f- a first rounder very quickly, and that could happen for a lot of different players. And it's really important that they go ahead and try to figure out something just to get some tape out for these guys because they want to play. They really do. They're not, they're probably not going to be able to play a full season and I don't think they should, but getting, getting an ability to get on the field um, and, and doing that, I think it would be nice. But like I said, there's a lot of loopholes to have to get through. Um, the players are uh, practicing still. Um, they're going to have 20 hours a week, which is why I still said, why I believe that they should have just backed things up a bit because if they're going to be practicing now anyways in the fall, what's the flipping difference of backing it up a bit? But um, but it's still – I think there is, there's a lot to still figure out here. But I do think – I agree with Paul Christ and what he said, that I think if you're thinking a full season, that ain't happening. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, I don't think there's there's any way you can ask your players, you know, if, you, if you're – Canceling this fall season because of health concerns, there's no way you can turn around and ask uh, your players to do two full seasons uh, essentially in a calendar year. That's uh, that's not good for the health of anybody. There's no way, you know, bodies and, and, and mental health, physical health, anything can handle uh, that type of impact on the field. So I think that's that's definitely a pipe dream. At some point you maybe can do a condensed season, maybe you play your – uh, division and and that's it and then you play a championship game who knows that's that's probably a more realistic option but there's still a lot of hurdles to jump through to get to that point and uh, frankly the the way I've seen these last five months go and all of a sudden the 11th hour it it, it is kind of concerning to think that uh, you know a, a spring season is is going to get worked out and planned out when 
clearly there hasn't been enough attention to detail and, and planning uh, for this past fall season. So I'm, I'm not super optimistic. I hope they can find a way. And I know there's going to be concerns, and, and maybe you just have to find a ma- way to make it work. I know other leagues have done it. You look at the NBA probably having uh, you know most of the success along with uh, the NHL. Uh, but that's a bubble, and I, I don't know if there's really any way you can do that uh, on the college football scale. So finding a way to figure out these hurdles is going to be the most important thing. And uh, if they do it, great, and we'll we'll have some football in the spring. It'll be fun. But if not, I, I think we're looking at maybe a 2021 start. But there's definitely concerns uh, surrounding all of this. Speaking of the concerns, we'll go ahead and kick it over to our next uh, piece of audio because I think that one kind of goes off of – uh, that and, and this one uh, essentially coach Chris talks about the the ongoing possibilities but but more so talks about uh, the eligibility of, uh, of of his players and, and how that's going to impact numbers and, and things like that so we'll uh, pipe that in and then we'll talk about it after yeah I think I think Holman, I think that was really one of the the number one questions that kept coming up is I believe it is this that um, I think everyone certainly recognizes and respects and and kind of uh, is knowledgeable about COVID. And, and certainly there's a lot of responsibility. You know, a lot of our guys, um, you know, when we were getting together, didn't want to be the one to cause other people to um, maybe miss time. And, and certainly, like all of us, right, I mean, didn't want family members, right? So that, that was there. And then, the, but I think the the eligibility concern was big. They didn't, you know, what they don't want to do is they don't want to waste a year. They didn't want to waste an opportunity, and and that could be a couple ways. You know, a short season. You know, I remember just having conversations. In your opinion, whoever, you know, what is a a good number that you say that was a that was a good season to you, right? You, you know what I mean? And and then it was the I think there's a lot of talk, too, about the unintended, you know, if you're healthy, but if you're maybe in a quarantine, you know, that's the, we kind of, right or wrong, we're in a world where if, if you sprain your ankle, if you got a bad hamstring or something, I mean, you miss you miss games and you kind of know why, right? You know, I got a bad shoulder. I'm going to be out two weeks. But when you're healthy, that's a hard one to process. So I think those were the two things, and that's still a question, right? And and certainly we hope to – there's a lot of unanswered questions that I think our, our guys still – we want to know, and I know they want to know. And All right, so in that clip, you, you kind of see that, that Coach Chris, I think the main concern really is who's going to be eligible, what's the number, uh, you know, going off of eligibility, what's the number where some of these upperclassmen and seniors feel like they're kind of – getting your money's worth, you know, that's a cliche expression, but uh, does does a kid really want to risk a year of eligibility for six to eight games, and, and how are they going to work that out? So I found that part really interesting because as much as you want to play, you also want to play a full season, and maybe maybe players know that's just not going to happen for them, uh, at least right now in those two conferences. But what did you kind of make of, of Coach Chris talking about the, the eligibility, eligibility Tongue, tongue twister, and, and how that kind of will, will move the program and, and kind of affect things going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think that was really a common thread throughout his entire 30, minute, 30 minutes with the media. Man, we're both struggling with being able to <laughs> uh, go with these tongue twisters. But um, but it was the top of, topic of eligibility, and it's because there is so much up in the air. And I know that uh, Coach Alvarez uh, went ahead and he said that they were going to be meeting about that today. Um, the, you know, the following day after the Zoom. But that really, Chris reiterated that it's his role to speak and advocate for the players, which I think is the right way to do it. Uh, and, but that that's really the number one question right now. And I think it has to be when you consider whether there's a spring season or not, you're going to have to decide – uh, if if the other three com- major conferences continue onward and play, there's no way that those seniors at the Big Ten level are going to keep their eligibility. There's no way. They're going to have to exhaust it. Everybody's going to bump up a year, and there's going to be a lot of pissed-off people um, that are in athletic departments. And that goes well beyond football. I mean, you've got volleyball. You've got cross-country. Um, you've got lots of different sports that this affects. Um, in Pac-12, it impacts basketball because they said that no basketball no 
fall sports are happening. But they also said no winter sports would happen until the first of the year, which means basketball is completely shut down for them for the beginning of the season as well, if it happens at all. So I think I think really this is something that's going to need to be figured out. But because you have conferences at different levels right now in different playing fields, it makes it so that it's way more nuanced than, hey, the the Big Ten, you can't make it so they have 100 scholarships, but then the uh, ACC has their normal 85. You can't, you can't do that. Um, so it's, I think really this has kind of opened up Pandora's box and trying to figure out how to best make it work is going to be really tough. And it's gonna, there's going to be hard feelings on either end. And I think um, you look at a guy like Jack Cohn, who knows what he has in his senior year. He's going to be your starting quarterback. If he plays in the spring – that's great. That works out fine. But if, if there's no spring practice, then it's the question of, well, can he come back for uh, a senior year, whether it be at Wisconsin or somewhere else? Because I have a hard time seeing Graham Mertz being like, yeah, I'll just wait another year. That's fine. When he probably feels like he's ready to rock. Um, and so that's, it's, there is a lot to unpack here that I think people need to um, really get ready for because there's there's no right way to do this, but but it's going to have major implications for people. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I think you'd hit the nail on the head, and it's going to be something that they really need to get ironed out and, and get ironed out fast because uh, as of, as it sits right now, the the Big Ten is is kind of behind the eight ball in in some of these conversations where the the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve they so far don't have to worry about some of these issues that the Big Ten is going to have to comb through while still worrying about, you know, recruiting and, and getting players and getting their roster set uh, without – it's hard enough without having to deal with uh, a possible spring and, and eligibility, who's going to be eligible and, and who's not. And if everybody's not kind of on that same playing field, the NCAA can't just put in, a, you know, a ruling uh, that, that covers all the bases because you're going to have different conferences in, in different ways. So part of that probably speaks to the NCAA and, and the lack of their presence in this decision and – how you know one conference can do what they want, and I get it's a regional sport, and you can move it around and, and do it the way you want to, but I think it creates a whole other list of problems, and I know there's been a lot of articles about spring football and eligibility and how it is even maybe going to work. Uh, Bill Connolly had a, a fascinating uh, article on the hurdles of, of spring football in general, so it, it's going to be a mess, and hopefully they, they take this time to clean that mess up figure it out and get that plan moving forward. But right now I think confidence from everybody is definitely uh, waning when you see, you know, the plan that they had in place uh, for this past uh, fall and or lack of plan, I should say, uh, for this past and, and upcoming, you know, put what the season should have been. So um, the other impact I think that this is going to have, and Coach Chris kind of talked about it, is on recruiting. Uh, so we'll go ahead and, and pipe in that audio where he touched on that, touched on how players visiting and, and things like that is, is going to be affected. And I think he, he brings up some really good talking points in this one as well. Yeah, I mean, to say I know would be – I don't know, right? Um, I know that the kids that we're recruiting right now and, um, you know, they're they're going through some, you know, things on their own right now. You know, some states are – are, you know, right now they're going, some aren't going, some have already moved back to spring. You know, we've had a couple kids planning on coming here for spring, and they're going to play at their high school, which I think um, it fits, it's a good decision for the couple that are doing that. Right, there's going to be a lot. I think that, you know, certainly, you've, you know, we've all missed out on time where um, you've got – you know, maybe sophomores that would have been on campus. So, you know, a lot of our class that we're recruiting now, a lot of them have been on campus. But, you know, as, as the recruiting cycle kind of speeds up, there's a number of kids that you're recruiting that haven't been on campus, which you normally probably would have been. But um, I think everyone's going through it, right? And, and so I don't know, Casey, how it's going to affect it. I think it's, you know, it's our job to to keep recruiting and to find ways through this um, through the situation right now to still recruit effectively and and um, 
and, and make sure you, you find ways to, that the prospects can learn all there is to learn about, you know, your university, your city, your program. And, and it might be a different way to do it, but the, the end, the end game is no different. It's, it's how do you, how do you get them to know everything there is about the university of Wisconsin? Yeah. But I, I, to say, I know, I don't know. So you listen to that clip, and you know, Coach Chris kind of talks about a, a wide variety of, of things there. But essentially, you know, going off of the eligibility thing and roster size, you know, how is how is this going to affect uh, the way you know incoming players are not only recruited. You know, you talk about guys. Normally, you're on campus. Normally, guys are, are getting visits. Uh, you know, are, are getting recruited heavily and able to come to games. You know, you look at classes. Normally, they'd be able to come to games this fall might help their decision, you know, Madison in the fall, Camp Randall, that that plays a big part. But now you're going to have to kind of essentially battle against, uh, you know, recruiting uh, against where your conference canceled it while others maybe are playing. Kids want to play. So I found that part interesting. And, of course, you don't know the answers to all this and how it's going to shake out, but there's definitely going to be that ripple effect that touches the recruiting side of it. So what did you uh, make of, of Coach Chris' comments in, in, in the recruiting regard? I think it's refreshing that he, he just kind of tells it how it is and, and brings up what's happening, understanding that it, there's a lot to, to kind of figure out here and that they will have an impact. And I really liked what he brought up also about poaching, saying that if, if you don't think that poaching is a real concern that a lot of teams are going to try to get uh, athletes to, to come to their programs and, and change where they're going, it's that you're being naive. I, I think – Chris gets it. He understands this. He's been in the game for a long time. And I think you look at players not being able to come to campus. You look at negative recruiting by other programs and conferences across the country. And, and it's not great for the Big Ten or the Pac-12. And you, you look at the fact that both of those schools are conferences are already at a recruiting disadvantage, given the fact that the majority of of athletes are coming from the South in, in some way, shape, or form, whether it be Texas, Florida, Georgia, um, the Carolinas, and, and uh, Louisiana and other places, that it, it makes it really tough here for for teams to kind of maneuver through. And I think the Badgers will be fine. We, we've seen the Badgers do really well in recruiting. I think um, if things go really haywire for the team's who are attempting to have a season, it, it, it could help the Badgers and help other teams in the Big Ten. But in the short term right now, it's definitely not a great look. It doesn't help them whatsoever. It gives some of those other conferences a competitive advantage in recruiting, especially if um, the NCAA doesn't make it so that that is um, – a, uh, a monolithic look at um, visits and that ev- nobody can have visits until uh, the spring or whatever, whenever uh, the first of the year when teams maybe could open that back up. But, but if they uh, make it so that if you're shut down, you can't go to that school, but you can if it's, if it's open and the season does start for these other programs, I think it's it'd be hard for the Big Ten and Pac-12 to, to catch up by the end, year's end, and it will have an impact um, moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be something where if if it plays out like it's sitting right now, that like you mentioned, the, the Big Ten is certainly going to have to answer a lot of more difficult questions, uh, you know, when talking to, to parents and players and, and things like that. Maybe some, maybe it'll help them in some regard that, you know, that, that they're taking player safety very seriously, and, and that's why they made this decision. But at the same time, parents uh, have been very vocal about this and having, uh, you know, players out there and, and playing. You know, they want to, you know, there are a lot of parent coalitions. Ohio State had a very prevalent one saying that, you know, we want to play. So it's going to be something that, you know, for the Badgers, of course, you're in the same boat as your conference, which is mostly who you're recruiting against already uh, in the Midwest. But at the same time, there's going to be other schools that are, going to start to, that maybe don't recruit your pipeline states as well, that are going to start creeping into, uh, you know, try and, and, and nab some of those players off and away from there, and they're going to use that, uh, you know, to their advantage. And, and maybe that'll change, maybe eventually, uh, you know, like we've said already a couple times, that everyone's going to be put on the same playing field again because uh, it'll eventually maybe be canceled for the other conferences. But as of right now, we keep talking about it, but it's definitely a, 
a, a black eye and a hard one to work through for the Big Ten. And, and I like that, you know, Paul Chris acknowledges that, that he's not going to sit there and, and pretend that there aren't concerns in the recruiting regard, and hopefully they can work past it. I know Wisconsin does a great job recruiting, and, and they do really do their background and their homework on guys, so hopefully that'll help. But it's it's a, a tough situation that is uh, going to be made tougher here uh, in the ongoing you know months and, and seasons that way. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, the players are disappointed. The coaches are disappointed because they know this is going to make uh, a lot of sweeping changes and, and that, um, you know, nobody on the team has talked to him about making a switch. Um, and nobody in their recruiting class has talked to him about making a switch, but, but it's definitely a discussion point moving forward and it's going to have to be. And, and so, um, you know, they did, I like that he said the end game is no different. In the end, you still need to recruit players and get them to buy into the program, into what you, um, the the values and the identity that the program have, and uh, that hasn't changed. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, bad with it, but at the same time, you, this is the new reality. You got to roll with it. And and Paul Chris, that's kind of how he does. And I think at the very least, he's embracing that and. He will use his quintessential. It's a it's an opportunity, you know, to embrace, and he's going to do it. So, well, yeah, grateful for the opportunity. The the age old Paul Christ adage uh, there. So, all right, well, that kind of wraps up the the main talking points that we had uh, from from Coach Chris conference. But we'll go ahead and we'll get our ad reads out of the way here, quick guys, and then we'll dive into. Uh, what Coach Alvarez had to talk about and, and what he touched on, because, again, I think those were some very important important topics. So we'll uh, kick it to our ad reads, and then we'll get into that. All right, so we'll start with uh, with Coach Alvarez kind of talking about the spring football conversation, and uh, we'll play this for you. And, uh, unfortunately, for this one, guys, this one uh, didn't instill – this is where my confidence in, in the spring football kind of kind of waned because, uh, well, we'll let you listen to it and, and see what you think for yourself. Yeah, I haven't talked to anyone yet. You know, that's just Paul and I uh, visiting about it um, and him sharing that with me. Uh, but we haven't – we haven't you know, we've broached it very little uh, in, our, in our AD meetings. Um, and really haven't gotten serious about it at all. Um, you know, I've had one one uh, AD from another league uh, call and just talk about it a little bit, but uh, it, that you know we haven't gotten. You know, we just canceled today, the, the fall season, so we haven't gotten into that yet. I know my meeting tomorrow is going to be a lot about eligibility. Um, you know, we've had some discussion about it, but not really uh, an in-depth uh, study. Um, but we'll we'll start that in earnest tomorrow, talking eligibility and that type of thing. And, and again, uh, the spring season really hasn't even been discussed. So, how many games it would be to count towards eligibility? And I know what you're getting at. If you only play a short season, is it worth a year of eligibility? Yeah. Uh, all those things are good questions and. Things are going to have to be answered. So uh, essentially, for me, from from this clip, and I, I give Barry Alvarez a lot of credit for for hopping on. He didn't have to do that, and he, he addressed the media, and he, he did a really good job of, of being open and honest and transparent. But from the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like there was a there's been a lot of conversation about spring football. I, I guess as a fan and as a player, we all kind of thought, well, oh, if they're going to the spring. There's there's already been contingent plans laid out. There's been discussions. Maybe they've already talked about some of these concerns. But essentially, from that, it doesn't sound like there there's been much conversation about it, which is disappointing because it has been five months. Spring football has been a, a possibility for a while now, and it sounds like there, uh, other than you know Barry and, and Coach Chris talking about it, and uh, Coach Alvarez talking to a, a couple other athletic directors, it sounds like. There hasn't been a real push and plan for spring football. So, what did you make of of that, and and does that maybe present some concerns for you as well? Just hearing, you know, from the sense of it that there hasn't been a, a lot of talk about it. 
Yeah, I think that's that's for me. It's, it's once again goes back to the logistics of planning here, and that um, you know, and that's not Barry's fault. And both Paul and Barry said that this wasn't a decision they made. Like this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't their decision. This is decisions made by people above them. Um, you know, it's their boss's boss, and, and and for Paul, it's his boss's boss's boss. You know, so. Um, but I, I but I think you know he he said his natural inclination would be six to eight games in the spring, and I think that's a good starting point for them to shoot for, but I think Ryan Day is going out and saying, hey, if this is the case, we need to start planning now, and it's got to be immediate because we've dragged our feet way too long now, and it, and it doesn't look make our conference look good. It makes us look weak right now, and we need to make sure that we're getting things set up and, and so that they can answer questions for players because the longer they can't answer questions from players, the more um, unsettling starts to begin and that players might start looking around. Whereas if they know, hey, there's, we're planning seven games or whatever, six games, I think six would make a hell of a lot of sense. Six games for this spring, we're going we're gonna to plan to do it this way, that we're going to start in this time, and we're going to go from there. That, that alleviates a lot of concerns for a lot of people. It allows people to know, okay, there is a plan. I know for a fact, at the very least, there's some reassuredness to know that, hey, while I don't like the outcome, I know that there's a plan and that they're thinking this through. And and so I think that's the big thing is that six games, I think, makes a lot of sense. I think eight's going to be a little too much. I think that's tough to see. But Barry went on multiple times to say that he thought it would be a shortened, condensed season, uh, but that it would they think that it could happen and that there could be something. I think it's it's tough to fathom a, a really robust schedule, but, but I think maybe if you can get somewhere in that six-game region – um, or maybe if you just play your division and, and then you have a conference championship game, so be it. I think everybody's on board for that. You know, mm-hmm. like people want football. football. Seeing football, players being able to play the sport they love, people want to see that. Now, we want to also see it in a healthy way and where everything's being taken um, into consideration. But, but I really think that would be a win-win at this point for the Big Ten if they were able to, to move the season to the spring and get something off the ground. Yeah, and I like that you you mentioned that uh, you know it wasn't Barry's decision or wasn't anything like that. Uh, it just is a little is a little odd that these conversations haven't happened already. Uh, I'm sure probably in in Wisconsin's case, like you said, they want to have these plans and, and get them running. Uh, Ohio State is is definitely going to be one. You know, like Ryan Day has really been pushing with the, okay, uh, the decision's been made. Let's roll. Let's get these things in line. And if you could, I think you can definitely salvage something if you can make it make it work, and now it's going to be collectively having to put heads together to make uh, make something happen, because uh, like, I would sign up for, you know, of course, I'd sign up, like you said, for anything. I'd sign up for Rice and, and UTEP uh, squaring off every Saturday this fall, but if you can, can salvage a spring season, make it work so these guys can do it safely, I think you definitely uh, get back in some good graces uh, that way, and, and maybe eventually everybody will be in the spring, and it'll be a condensed season, and they make it work. But uh, I think uh, uh, playing against your division, having a conference championship game makes a lot of sense. You can you can have that flexibility. Now it's just time to uh, do that work, and uh, I, there's now hopefully they can learn that you know they they don't have an un, you know a huge amount of time to make this happen. I know it seems like it right now, but five months ago it seemed like they had a lot of time, and, and now we're at this point. So hopefully we can maybe learn from that and, and salvage a spring season that way. Yeah, because um, I don't know about you, but, like, quarantine life has felt like it's taken forever. So it's <laughs> it, it feels like it's crawls by. So I really had a hard time understanding how um, people in power have not had chances to talk about what ifs of, mm-hmm. of this happening and instead push that way down the road and we're like, no, we'll just kind of just wait. I, it's just, that's absurd to me. But, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think, I think Alvarez was very transparent that he, he wants a spring season. He, he's upset that there wasn't a fall and that really this is, this is the normal. We got to move forward with it. And that's good. Yeah. That's a good spot to be in. All right. We'll talk about the next one, which is a, a little bit brief, but uh, essentially there's been a lot of conversation about other teams and, and playing in, in other conferences. I think that's kind of already got shot down, but uh, we'll pipe in what Barry had to say about Nebraska and some uh, other teams and, and what might happen and how that uh, might move forward. Yeah, um, I really didn't. I just heard a little bit about that, that 
Coach Frost talked about maybe looking into playing some outside games. I don't know ramifications. I know some of us have signed off our, our media rights to the Big Ten. I know there are certain obligations to the Big Ten. Uh, I, I've been a, a legitimate member of this league for a long time, since 1979, uh, other than three years at Notre Dame. So uh, I, I've never thought about uh, trying to buck the Big Tens, but uh, I, I don't know all those answers. But I guess you're going to get we're going to get them pretty quick. So of course, not a lot to take from from that clip. Uh, I think it was it was just telling that that the Big Ten is is very uh, usually very uh, you know together and and I know that Nebraska is, has had some conversations so I'll really I'll just ask you kind of what have you made of of the rumors uh, of them wanting to do something because I I think it's kind of flat out silly I don't think there's any way uh, that Nebraska could could make that work and if they do at least for me. Okay, good riddance, good riddance. Go back to the Big Twelve or, or go wherever you want to go, because uh, it's not like they've came into the the Big Ten and, and lit their hair on fire. So, what have you made of, of that whole situation with uh, you know the Big Ten having having teams kind of uh, bite back uh, to the decision that was made? Similar to what I what I think is going on is I think this was totally um, you know just political gamesmanship of trying to to make fans happy and to let them know, hey, we are trying our best. They, they The financial uh, ramifications at Lincoln are, are really no different than most places. Uh, they're, they're dealing with it as well here in Madison. Um, but really, if, if this is a way for them to just try to sneak their way out of the Big Ten, they're, they're dropping. They're going to be losing 25 to $40 million dollars on the table, no, nowhere else are they going to be making um, upwards of, of $60, $70 million per year, which the Big Ten does uh, per team, which is just absurd for them to do that. But if they really are wanting to go back to the Big 12 with their tail between their legs, I, I get it, I guess. Um, but, but really, I, I just I think that's going to be a hard sell. Um, for Nebraska, especially when this was such a long discussion for them to leave the Big the Big Twelve be, um, because they were upset about the special treatment of Texas and Oklahoma. Well, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas still has their own damn network, so I, I don't see um, what really has changed other than they kind of um, saw the light at the end of the tunnel that hey, the Big Ten's not so easy. Um, but but really. I think this is more to be about just saving face and, and trying to do that. Um, but, I, but I really don't think that they're going to be jumping ship. I don't see that happening. Um, but but really, Scott Frost, I know, went and pleaded to to have football. He I thought he kind of looked petulant a little bit in, in it, you know, when you compare him to what you're seeing from uh, some of the other coaches in the conference, such as um, Brom, who, who just was like, we're with the Big Ten. That ain't changing, and just like just said, this is what it's going to be. So I'm. I think really a lot can happen. Um, twenty 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 has been wild as is, but um, I, I just have a hard time seeing Nebraska going anywhere. Yeah, definitely not. I I think it was uh, something where you could you made your point and you you showed to to maybe appease to your fans and in, in your uh, school base, but. I, I would expect some some conversations to be had, and uh, I know the Big Ten commissioner kind of shut that down rather quickly. But uh, it was interesting to see, you know, all these schools and, and talking about going and playing elsewhere. I, I don't see it happening, but definitely interesting, uh, you know, from that regard to see uh, how how people are using uh, these decisions to, like you said, you know, kind of a, a political way to to play the game that is is college football because there's a lot of competition both on and off the field for games and, and for players. So it would be interesting to see if, if anything really comes from that in terms of uh, a team actually playing a, a different schedule. I know other than Notre Dame joining the ACC, we probably won't see it, but definitely uh, a different front that you've seen uh, among some other uh, Big Ten schools. All right, our last couple uh, audio clips here, guys, is of course – uh, we, we talked about the, the on-field implications with, with Coach Christ and a little bit with Coach Alvarez in terms of the spring, but really the last couple points that, that, that Coach Alvarez touched on was budget cuts and the changes that the, the school is going to have to make to you know make this work without the possibility 
of uh, you know of football season and, and fall sports in general. You know, even uh, you know revenue-wise, you, you look at Wisconsin volleyball and that that's going to be another one that you know uh, the Badgers fill up a lot of fans and, and have a lot of sales from that as well. I know it's not on the same scale as football, but uh, still definitely uh, a big revenue por- portion that is is going to be gone. So we'll. Uh, put in what he kind of talks about there, and then then we'll get into our uh, last clip. Well, um, we'll have to go through some more cuts. You know, we've uh, uh, we've set up several budgets as we went into this year. Some playing football, some with uh, a partial stadium, some with no fans in the stadium, uh, and some n- with no football. Uh, you know we'll uh, you know we'll have to answer that. We'll uh, we do have a reserve that'll take us so far, but we're going to have to you know our 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 uh, we're going to have to have some layoffs. You know there'll be some some of our units that that won't be working. Those are things that we we have a plan for. Those are very difficult decisions to make. Uh, you know we've had furloughs. We've we've tried to be as fair. Uh, and take care of our people as best we could. But, uh, you know, when you shut down and you're not playing sports, you lose the TV revenue, the gate, et cetera, uh, you got to make up for it somehow. So uh, we, we've got a plan for that, and, and, and we'll, we'll move forward and, and do the best we can. And, you know, every every athletic department in the country is going to go through the same thing. We're all, you know, you're, you're going to be battling. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. and. Uh, you know, those are things that we're going to have to address and, and, and figure out. It'll be difficult. All right, so in that one, you, you kind of just hear that, of course, uh, Coach Alvarez doesn't want to make cuts, but it sounds like there, there's going to be more, which you'd have to expect, and I know there's certain things that he's going to try and protect, but uh, what did you make of, of that kind of financial talk that, uh, that Coach Alvarez got into? Yeah, I, th- I think it definitely had to happen. He, he's definitely going to have to touch upon it. That is his job. That is the, the chief uh, role of his job is to make sure that the financials are, are matching up and that um, the the brand of Wisconsin looks good and that what's happening on the field and, and on the court and, and on the athletic surfaces are, is going well. And I, I think, really, the budget cuts are going to happen. It, College football, college athletics in general aren't immune to um, immune to this. Just like any industry hasn't been. Everything, everywhere has seen a financial impact from from coronavirus, and and we'd be naive to think that it wouldn't have an impact on um, the sports that we love. And so, I, I think it really sucks. Um, but but really, it's it's something that probably was going to happen because there's difficult decisions to be made. You really hope that it, it doesn't because because of everybody who is involved with it. There are so many people that are involved with um, college athletics, and um, really that trickles out to um, caterers. It trickles out to um, restaurants and motels and and everyone around businesses around Camp Randall as well that, that aren't going to get that business that they usually rely upon. So this this is a big decision that's going to have a uh, ripple effect across a lot of different areas. And and uh, to, to think that there wouldn't have to be ramifications in the athletic department I think is silly. So it it's definitely sucks, and this entire situation just kind of sucks in general. But but uh, when you're dealing with, with humans and their lives and their livelihoods, it's, it's hard because it impacts – um, everyone, and, and namely the players, but it also impacts all the people whose lives depend on it um, financially as well. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head on that one, but I, the important thing uh, here is, of course, that you're going to have to make cuts, but they're, they're going to do their best to, to make a sound decision and avoid as much as possible. Now, it's not going to be – it's going to be really tough decisions, and, and someone's going to be affected by this. But I know you, you have to kind of trust Barry Alvarez that he's going to do as much as he can to uh, you know, not make uh, all these cuts that affect people's lives. But uh, at the same time, I, I think it's, it's more than expected. And uh, the other thing I took from that, and I'll, we'll pipe in the last piece of audio here, is that uh, essentially, he, at least right now, it looks like they're going to try and avoid uh, cutting sports in general, which is, uh, of course, an uh, important thing for the student-athletes. So we'll pipe that one in, and then we'll uh, wrap up another episode of the podcast. 
that has that's the one thing, and I'll be honest with you, that's one thing we have not discussed. You know, I, I will try to get through this without eliminating sports. Um, I know there are going to be some schools that are going to have to, but uh, as of right now, to be honest with you, that has not been in our discussions, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah, one, the one thing we Todd, the one thing that we'll try not to do and 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 won't do is take away from student services. You know, but there, we have some some of our units uh, on campus won't be working because we won't have games. Um, uh, you know, there, some areas won't be used, and and we're going to have we're going to have some layoffs. That's just a fact of life. And, uh, again, they're tough decisions. We try to be fair all along with, uh, as we've moved and made, de made decisions on furloughs, et cetera. But uh, we're going to have to make some of those tough decisions and, and, and have some layoffs. So the, I think the important distinction from this last clip is that it's the, the cut of, of sports is something that they have not discussed yet, which is a different – uh, saying then, you know, we've discussed it and we're not going to. It sounds like they haven't had to have those discussions yet. Other schools probably have and will probably have to cut some sports. But you look at it as a student athlete, you you know, and as a university, you definitely don't want to cut any sports if you don't have to, and you don't want to cut any student services, which is, is something that uh, Coach Alvarez talked about, that he didn't want to cut either of those, and, and hopefully they don't have to. So, um, I think that's important because, you know, Wisconsin, while it's an academic university and an athletic university, you don't want to cut uh, from either of those spots. So what did you make of that? And, and hopefully uh, that's the case where, where they don't have to uh, as they move forward here. Yeah, like Alvarez, I hope it stays that way. You never want to see um, possibilities for people closed doors for um, different avenues for people to be able to compete and, and have those experiences taken away. Um, you've seen it, though, across campuses. And, and Barry even said that he, he could see it happening at other campuses. He's hoping that it doesn't happen at Wisconsin. We saw Stanford do it. Um, there's undoubtedly going to be more that are going to do it. Um, we, we, we're going to see really how important it is to a lot of universities across the country. Uh, when come, push comes to shove financially, um, but but I but I really I thought it was important that Alvarez also said that when they were making this decision um, overall based off of the people who were actually empowered and giving him this information said that you know the decision was made directly by from player safety and health and that the cost of testing and in keeping athletes safe never came up as a reason to cancel the season and that they were going to handle that I think. It just shows that they're really trying to make sure that they're doing the things that are in the best interest of the athletes. Whether the athletes want that or not uh, is is a whole different discussion. But at the same time, that's the mindset they're looking at, at it through, um, at least um, in the open. And um, hopefully, hopefully those student services positions and people who directly have a positive impact on the athletes on a daily basis, get to keep their jobs and that the athletes get to keep those people around them to, to better their lives and to work through um, things because they are so important. So um, hopefully they can keep all the sports. Hopefully they can keep everyone who is involved with um, the student athletes. But but it's it's definitely – I mean, this is – I do not envy um, – um, Barry right now. That is that is not a position I want to be in. Um, I would not want that in a million million years. No, definitely not. And you, it's definitely a a hard job. I know he. I didn't. We didn't put this audio in, but he talked about um, not only uh, you know the the budget cuts and the decisions, but just the decisions of of him having to you know weigh his opinions and that he was kind of you know going through this and working out on, on it morning till night to. To, to come up with a solution and figure out what the plan forward was. And it, it said it, it, he said it, it really was weighing on him, uh, both mentally and physically, that they weren't going to be playing football, that they were going to have to do this. And uh, I, I believe him. He, he sounded like he was, you know, of course, he, Barry Alvarez is a football guy through and through. So he, he definitely wanted to play probably as much as any of the players, but he also didn't want to have to have to, have to have to make these decisions because they're going to be tough and, and hopefully they can get through it with without having to to make some of these cuts. But uh, it's definitely a position that uh, 
of course, that's that's the job, and, and that's what you've got to do. But I don't think anybody anticipated having to make these crucial and, and tough decisions for the university, and hopefully they can get through it as you know unscathed as possible, both on uh, the sport front and, of course, the, the student service front. No doubt. All right. Well, that was a, a long episode, guys, 55 minutes here, but we think it was a, a lot of important stuff. Uh, as, as much as Matt and I like to come on here and, and talk about what we think, it's important to be able to pass along what, what Coach Kristen and Coach Alvarez think as we move forward into this uh, new unknown that is college football or lack thereof in the fall and, and possibly into the spring. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back with you uh, next week. And, of course, we'll keep coming up with uh, topics and, and things like that as we move forward here in this ever-changing landscape that is college football and uh, the world. So we hope you guys like the episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. And on Wisconsin. Thank you.